Hey folks, Sean here, and today what I want to talk to you about is the difference between SAS unicorns and Ponzi schemes. <laughs> now, you might be wondering how I'm associating the two of these. Well, if you go back and you study some of the SAS unicorns in recent years and compare them to what you might consider to be a Ponzi scheme, turns out there's a lot of similarities. And this is related to something I've been writing about lately, which is essentially the changing landscape of SaaS economics. I think we're likely to continue to see this landscape push more in the direction of vying for profitability on the earlier side. And I think that's better for a bunch of reasons, but the two examples that I'll share are Uber and Twitter. Now, when I went back and I did some studying about both of these, obviously Twitter's been in the news recently for a whole bunch of reasons, most of them pretty bad reasons, but uh, Uber, back when they were IPOing, years ago, at the time, they actually said that they may never have a path to profitability. Now that is just wild to me. Over the course of recent history, previous few years, there's been a lot of examples of these companies, which, you know, much of them are largely tech oriented or software as a service for the most part. But you see stories in the news about companies like WeWork who ultimately had a failed IPO. Now, I wouldn't consider them to be a tech company. Uh, for the most part, they were a real estate company trying to masquerade themselves as a tech company, but still, I think there's correlation between that story and these other two, where ultimately their IPO failed because ultimately it was determined that there was no path to profitability. So what I'm trying to communicate here is that I think it's really risky to start and build and then attempt to scale a SaaS company that has more in common with a Ponzi scheme where you were essentially looking for a new round of investors to pay your earlier stage investors and then repeat that process indefinitely as opposed to treating your SaaS product as a proper business. And that's where you need a path to profitability. I really think you need to focus on this from the outset to better understand the economic model in terms of how it's going to become a proper business because it's going to help you with so many different things and it's going to prevent a lot of these issues where you're going to need to have this continuous flow of new capital coming into your venture just in order to maintain your operations it becomes big complex it can be a lot of momentum before you know it that might be seemingly unstoppable or if you find yourself in the unfortunate situation like companies like WeWork and twitter and to a larger extent uber have found themselves that's a hard that might be a trap that you won't be able to get out of essentially now, while these companies have made a lot of progress, I would challenge kind of the viability of all of their models. And I really don't see that as a strategy that makes a lot of sense for you to consider leveraging as you're building, growing, and scaling your SaaS business. If you instead focus more on how do I make this profitable sooner rather than later, you're going to have a lot less in common with a potential Ponzi scheme <laughs> than you will with proper businesses. So anyway, that's the story for today. I hope you found it valuable. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.